It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday hump day edition of the show. Hopefully you guys' week is off to a good start, about halfway through it. And hopefully you guys are all keeping up to date on everything in BYU news. On today's show, we're going to talk about BYU cornerbacks as we continue our position reviews and previews coming out of spring ball for BYU football. We're going to talk about the cornerbacks today, speaking of the defensive backfield for the Cougars. We'll also talk some BYU back basketball recruiting had an interesting article I saw on 24-7 sports from top prospect Caleb Lohner a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints a guy that BYU basketball has been linked with in the past what are the chances the Cougars have to land this top 50 prospect we'll talk about that article as well on today's show and as of course when we finish up the podcast we'll catch up on everything else in BYU sports women's softball winning their sixth game in a row break that down for you as well a lot to get to so let's get going this is the Locked On Cougars podcast for April 17th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the podcast. Hopefully you guys are all enjoying it. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you don't mind. It really does help out with getting our name out there with the podcast. We're almost eight months into this venture and not slowing down anytime soon. Thanks again for joining us. Let's talk some BYU football today to kick things off. And BYU's cornerbacks group is quite deep. Deep. And that's hard to say with um, a straight face because over the years it's been a running joke that the hardest position group for BYU football to recruit to, even going back to the Lavelle Edwards era, was cornerbacks and very much was the truth. Even through Bronco Mendenhall's tenure, it seemed like every year you wondered if BYU even had two guys who were capable of covering opposing wide receivers. Would they have to do bracket coverages? What would they have to do? Well, I think Kalani Sitake came in with Ed Lamb, Gennaro Guilford, and the other defensive coaches, and they have laid out a, a roadmap of success in terms of getting good cornerbacks to BYU. They look for athletes, plain and simple. They start off looking for athletes that can run sub-11 sub second 100-yard dashes. They want guys who are fast. They want guys who are tall if you're six foot or 6'1", six 6'2", six and just an athlete. The mentality at BYU is that they can coach you up and make you into a cornerback that can contribute. That's kind of their mentality. I admire that, and I think so far so good. They've proven that. Uh, Chris Wilcox has been a starter on and off since his freshman year as a true freshman. He was thrown into the fire. He's coming back. He's trying to come back from an injury. We'll see how it shakes out this fall for him, but he's the leading guy in this cornerback rotation right now. Like I said, it'll depend on his recovery from injury. At the beginning of spring ball, we still saw him on a knee scooter, his leg all bandaged up. By, by, by the end of spring, so a, roughly a month later, he was in a walking boot. So I think that's a positive that he's making progress. We'll see how it shakes out come fall camp, but... 
If Chris Wilcox is healthy, you can pencil him in as a starting cornerback for BYU. There was a lot of talk late last season, earlier this offseason, that Dion Gonwoluku could be making the move back to cornerback, and he definitely still could, but I think spring ball proved that BYU has more options than they than they expected. Guys like D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, Keenan Harris, uh, Trevion Green, they all were guys that BYU thought could play the position, and I thought that Mandel and Heron, and even Ellis to a degree in spring ball, all kind of proved their ability. Uh, we'll see how it all shakes out in fall camp, but the good news is I think BYU can afford to let Diane Gonwoluku play the safety position that he probably is a little more adept at playing. He's got the ability to play cornerback. There's no denying that, but his position at the next level, if he wants to go pro, is more likely to play safety, and it looks like going into his senior year, BYU has developed enough depth at the cornerback spots that he can be afforded the option of playing at safety and being a cornerback if need be, if and when injuries hit or whatever, just attrition period hits. Um, I like what BYU has developed at cornerback, plain and simple. D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, Keenan Ellis, Travion Green, they're all long, lean athletes. Travion Green is more of a polished cornerback, having come from the JUCO ranks, uh, suffered a torn ACL a year ago, but the coaching staff is extremely high on his ability. Once he's able to go full go, I very much expect that he is going to be in the mix for a starting position at cornerback for BYU. So what I started this off saying that BYU's got a lot of depth at cornerback. They do. There are five or six guys who potentially could start for BYU at the position, and having that many guys allows you to rotate. If a guy's having a bad game, you rotate him out. Or if you just want to have rotations during the end to keep guys fresh, because a lot of offenses, they will use decoy deep routes. The guys are going over the top trying to pull cornerbacks down the field, and I can tell you this much, anybody that's played football, I never played cornerback, I don't have the body type for it, I'll admit it straight up, but going deep, play after play after play, we have to sprint 40 or so yards every play, that's a little tiring after a while, so... The good news for BYU is, getting back to the original point, is the depth here very much could be a big benefit to BYU. Granted, you need guys to step up and be able to prove that they can play. Uh, you're bringing in some guys this fall camp that re- definitely could be could be be players. George Udo, Eric Ellison, Dimitri Gallo, uh, Shimon Willis, a transfer from Weber State. They're all guys that will be coming in looking to make an impact at the cornerback position. Eric Ellison and Dimitri Gallo are both Juco products and Ed Lamb said during the signing day press conference way back in February they felt Dimitri Gallo might have been the best bump and run corner he has seen on film in quite some time. Is that coach speak? It absolutely could be, but if you bring in, I feel like you already have five guys, five to six guys on the roster right now that can contribute a cornerback. You're bringing in three or four more that are becoming in, expecting to contend for playing time this fall, feel like they have the ability to make an impact. It's going to make for a very interesting fall camp, but I can tell you this much. Looking at the cornerback positions, then you also, by addition, look at the safety positions that we'll break down uh, here in the next couple of days. The depth in the defensive backfield for BYU is as deep as I have ever seen it in my 32 years of life watching and covering BYU football. I've never seen a defensive backfield so deep for BYU. Will they come out and contribute at the level that BYU wants them to and help them return to being a top 25 defense like they were a year ago? 
you would hope. You would hope that the continuation from last year where they became very stingy towards the end of the year, the schedule did play into that. I'll freely admit that. But the good news is, is I feel like the cornerbacks in particular and the defensive backfield as a whole progressed last year, got a lot better during spring ball, showed that they're a lot deeper than they already thought they might be in terms of the coaching staff. And now if you're adding three or four guys, two of them Juco products, another transfer from Weber State that his father played at BYU and Shimon Willis, of course the son of the great Jamal Willis, star running back for BYU in the 90s. There's going to be a lot of competition for playing time, and here's hoping that it pays off with the result of BYU having a very stingy defensive backfield. Opposing offenses are locked up when they can't throw the ball. The defensive ends and defensive tackles for BYU, the linebackers are all able to tee off on opposing quarterbacks because quarterbacks just can't throw the ball. That's the dream. That's the scenario you want to see from BYU. But it'll all depend on these guys showing up in fall camp and being able to go. You want Chris Wilcox to be healthy because he's proven. And throughout his career at BYU, it started off very rough. I was very hard on him if you look at my Twitter feed over the last couple of years. But he very much has come along and he's been a very good player. He got injured. Hopefully he can come back. It's good to have guys like D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, Keenan Ellis, Travion Green. Green hasn't necessarily seen much game action, but the other three of those guys have seen game action as young players and that should pay benefits you can pull Dion Gonwoluku down to cornerback if you need to Troy Warner could also play there in a pinch bringing guys like Dimitri Gallo Eric Ellison who have played cornerback at the Juco level they've got collegiate experience I'm excited for this defensive back group if you can't tell and I'm very excited to see how it plays out in fall camp there's gonna be a lot of position battles and I'll be keeping a keen eye on how it all plays out when it comes to August and September when the season gets going it's coming we're 129 days away today I believe from college football so it is coming fast and furious people gonna be excited we'll do a hundred days countdown once it reaches that it's about a month from now but get excited football is on the way and I'm excited to cover it with you so we'll take a time out here we'll come back on the other side switch gears talk some BYU basketball talk some recruiting Caleb Lohner one of the top 50 players in the entire recruiting class of 2020 is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints what are the chances BYU and new coach Mark Pope could land him he detailed it a little bit in an article on 24-7 sports we'll talk about that next but a reminder for you before we go you can download this show on all major podcatchers Apple Podcasts Google Play Store Spotify and if you're looking for a new podcatcher check us out on the Himalaya podcast app a fantastic app with all kinds of features in it you can build playlists you can make sure that you're always up to date because it tells you other podcasts you may be interested in you can use all all of that and it's always adding new features as well so if you're looking for a new podcatcher you're not satisfied with your current one check us out the locked on cougars podcast and locked on podcast network as a whole on the himalaya podcast app see if it's the right option for you it's been great for me i've been playing around with it and i have found it's been very enjoyable to this point so check it out guys locked on cougars and the himalaya podcast app it's Kubota orange day shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors zero turn mowers and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com.
Welcome back. I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked on Cougars. Thanks again for joining me on a Wednesday edition of the show. Talking some BYU basketball recruiting right now. Caleb Lohner, a member of the class of 2020. He's a native of Texas. He was playing down there in the Flower Mound area, which is part of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. Stood out there and was getting recruited at a high level. Decided to make the transfer this year and joined the famed Wasatch Academy in Mount Pleasant, Utah. Of course, a program that plays a national schedule, goes all over the country, plays on TV. Multiple times a year, and he joined that team and has been a standout on that program. Wasatch is going to send five to six to seven to eight guys each year to Division One schools. Caleb Lohner is one of the top guys on that team that has just it's packed full of talent. Uh, BYU has tapped into that recruiting pool of late, garnering the commitment from Bernardo Da Silva. I know that they're going to continue trying to mine that team for talent, if at all possible. Loner stands out in the fact that he is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He is dad played at BYU, has got connections to the school. Well, what are the chances that BYU could land this top prospect? A lot of people would think, okay, this is probably going to be another Frank Jackson, a Jabari Parker, a Chris Burgess, a guy who is a member of the church. Gives BYU a cursory look and looks elsewhere. Well, I don't think he necessarily dismissed it outright that he's going to go to BYU, but he's got a lot of interest from big-time schools. He said in in an article on 24-7 Sports, Brian Snow wrote it. I'll link it in the show notes. He says, quote, I have a lot of interest from Kansas, and they offered me a scholarship. There you go. I really like Michigan State. And then I am keeping it up with Texas, BYU, Baylor, Texas Tech, and some of those schools have been recruiting me for a while. Okay, you're talking about, let's see, the top team potentially in the Big 12 along with Texas Tech who went to the national championship this year. Baylor and Texas are solid Big 12 programs. Michigan State made the Final Four this year. Tough sledding for BYU, but he is mentioning BYU in the mix of those schools that have been recruiting him. As I said, Loner's father played for BYU. He says that um, with the change, the coaching change, Loner said, quote, I have met Coach Pope a few times. We are just beginning to talk, so I'm continuing to build a connection there and seeing who the players will be and stuff like that. So it doesn't necessarily dismiss it outright, but then he adds this. When asked about his family connection to BYU, Loner said, quote, my dad just wants me to go where I will be most successful. That's the biggest thing for him, if it is BYU or not. My personal opinion is Caleb Lohner is going to go somewhere else. He's going to go play at Kansas, Michigan State. He's going to be the next Frank Jackson, Jabari Parker, Chris Burgess. You can insert all kinds of names there. That gives BYU a look. I think he's absolutely been in contact with BYU. I know that the former coaching staff was very much in contact with him on a regular basis. Like I said, they made inroads at recruiting Wasatch Academy as they should have done, I felt like, years ago. They kind of jumped onto that a little bit late. I felt like, but I think Mark Pope is going to make sure that Wasatch Academy is feeling the love going forward. Dave Evans, the coach down there, is a former prep coach at Lone Peak High School, has done a great job with the talent he's assembled at Wasatch Academy, and any help that they can be to BYU in terms of just uh, supplying talent to the Cougars, and BYU's going to have to battle. Like I said, I don't expect him to land a kid like Caleb Lohner in this upcoming recruiting class. If Mark Pope does, good for him. 
Like he is worth every penny BYU is paying him if he can attract a top 50 talent in his first year to join the BYU basketball program. It'd be awesome. He's currently the number 44 player in the 24/7 Sports Composite for the class of 2020. This is a top 50 player. Loner, I've got, I'm, I have no doubt. At six foot six, he's got his eyes on being an NBA player. He can shoot it from all over the gym. He's got the size at six six to be a true wing player. He's a great player playing for Wasatch Academy, but I feel like it's very important that BYU chases this kid until he tells them absolutely not. You've got to track down every lead. Uh, There's a great article also in the Deseret News today from Jeff Call, and hat tip to him. You got a comment from uh, Mark Pope saying that Mark Pope's going to go to Europe and recruit this year. He's going to make some recruiting inroads in Europe. BYU absolutely should be going to Europe and trying to tap into talent there, whether they're members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or not. Go out there. See what you can find. You need talent to compete and get BYU back to the NCAA tournament. I felt like recruiting really got stale late in the tenure of Dave Rose, and for whatever reason, if that was them missing on evaluating guys, just not having the fire to go out and recruit as heavily as they did. I don't know, but I felt like it kind of stagnated. They really kind of relied on recruiting Utah Valley, and I'm not saying anything revolutionary here. I think anybody that's listening to this podcast who has paid attention to BYU basketball and recruiting over the last five to six years knows exactly what I'm talking about. They put a lot of their eggs in the basket of the so-called Lone Peak 3 that pretty much fizzled, has not brought about what they expected with TJ Hawes and Nick Emery going into their senior years this upcoming season. Uh, Also, uh, Eric Meekin now playing professionally overseas. So you've got to go find talent and Mark Pope is doing the best he could. I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast yesterday. I'm going to reiterate it one more time, but Mark Pope has cleared the decks at BYU. He is the only guy on staff currently that I know of of BYU that's officially hired. He cleaned out everybody on the staff from all from what from what I have been told that includes assistant coaches guys like Lee Kamard Quincy Lewis who was the interim head coach they're both looking for new jobs I would assume that Mark Pope would give them the opportunity to reapply and see if they could join his staff but like I said yesterday I feel like Mark Pope is trending towards bringing the majority if not all of his staff over from UVU to BYU will it ultimately play out that way who knows but The good news is BYU is out recruiting. Pope has hit the trail running, the recruiting trail running. Guys can start signing, I believe, today in the early signing period of the spring period. Guys from the 2020 class I'm speaking of, so a loner could uh, sign. He says that he doesn't really have a timeline on when he'll uh, sign, so BYU has to chase him. But I think the good news is BYU is very much hitting the ground running, speaking of Mark Pope out there recruiting, and hopefully it pays off for him. I I think that he's done a great job in rebuilding UVU, finding talent that w- might have been underrated. Uh, a guy like Wyatt Lowell, uh, a kid that committed to BYU, a member, the, uh, not committed to BYU, committed to UVU before going on a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as I reported on Twitter yesterday, is now in the transfer portal. Whack freshman of the year, six foot ten, two hundred pound, kind of 
stretch four type of player. That's the kind of the game he plays. Could he follow to Pope to BYU? It's a potential opportunity. I don't have any intel on that. I can't report that that's what he's targeting, but he has entered the NCAA transfer portal. I can report that. And his connection to Mark Pope and only having come out for freshman year, he definitely could be a candidate to make a transfer to BYU. We'll see how it all shakes out. So there you go. Some thoughts on Caleb Lohner recruiting for BYU basketball as a whole and just what Mark Pope has done. I think he's really done a good job at hitting the ground running and really trying to go out and find talent to rebuild BYU. All right, we'll take a time out here, come back on the other side, catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports. BYU softball won their sixth straight game last night. They've got another contest tonight. We'll break that down for you, as well as another national award for standout Riley Jensen. A lot to get to in the final segment of today's podcast. A reminder for you, though, before we go, that it is baseball season. Major League Baseball is underway, and the Locked On Podcast Network has relaunched our MLB arm. If you want to keep up to date with your favorite baseball team, whether you're an Orioles fan, the Blue Jays, the Rays, speaking of some of the teams a little more off the radar, or if you're a Red Sox or Yankees fan or a Dodgers fan, the Locked On Podcast Network has shows for you each day, 15 minutes or less. That way you stay up to date with your team each day. It's a long baseball season, but the Locked On Podcast Network can help you keep engaged with your team. You also can check out the Locked On MLB show for more of that macro looks. Check it out, guys. The brand new Locked On MLB channel on the Locked On Podcast Network. More in a moment. This is Locked On Cougars. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. As we close out today's edition of Locked On Cougars, a reminder for you guys to please subscribe to the podcast, especially if you're new to the show. If this is the first time you've listened to it, we aim to be your daily source for all things BYU news. That way, when you're standing at the water cooler, talking with your family or friends about BYU sports, you're always the smartest guy because you're always up to date. A reminder for you, when you get in your vehicle, plug it in your smart device, tell it to play podcast Locked On Cougars, use that time when you're driving around, dropping off the kids at wherever you're taking them to, making your commute to work. That that way you're always up to date on BYU news and it makes it real easy for you. You're already in the car. You might as well listen and catch up on the latest. That's our goal with this podcast. All right. Uh, BYU softball last night won their sixth straight victory or sixth straight game, excuse me, with a 9-1 victory over Utah Valley in five innings at Gale Miller Field. Uh, head coach Gordon Eakin said we pitched well and we defended okay. We've been defending better than we did tonight, but we defended okay and we hit well. So congratulations to BYU. Riley Jensen started off the game in the bottom of the first with a home run to center field. She's just been a standout all year long. Uh, We'll talk about the award she was given. We talked about some of the awards she was handed out yesterday to her, but she actually won a national award yesterday. We'll get to in a minute. Uh, So BYU, nine nine to one winners over UVU have won six straight games and now 20 and 
19 on the season. They host Washington, a Pac-12 team, one of the top teams in the country. Washington's been a contender year in and year out for the recent past. Comes to Provo for one game tonight at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. The weather is cleared out of the Wasatch Front finally. Looks like we have some great weather coming this week, so this game should have no problem being played. And best of luck to Gordon Eakin's team. Hopefully they can register an upset of Washington tonight. It'll be a big-time win for the Cougars. The game will be streamed online on BYU TV Digital. Live stats also available on the softball schedule page. And I believe the game's actually um, free. So it's number three, Washington. It's a big-time game. BYU facing off against one of the top five teams in the country on their home field. That's awesome, and it's it'll be interesting to see how BYU performs against a top-ranked team like Washington, the Huskies, tonight. Now, to get to that news about Riley Jensen, she was named a Louisville Slugger National Player of the Week by the National Fast Pitch Coaches Association, or the NFCA, yesterday. Uh, Gordon Eakin was quoted in the release from BYU saying, Riley Jensen is having an incredible year. Her performance over the weekend was worthy of this national award. Riley is driven by her, her desire for team success. These individual awards, while gratifying, and well-deserved are a result of her team-first attitude. Uh, Jensen, who is an Idaho Falls, Idaho native, she was nearly perfect to the plate last week as we detailed yesterday, batting 900, 9 of 10, and reaching base safely in 11 of her 12 plate appearances. She was walked twice. She homered, tripled, doubled, drove in four runs, scored five times in their three-game sweep of Pacific. Just a truly, truly incredible performance in three games for Riley Jensen. She, Like I said, she had a great game yesterday with the home run there. So congratulations once again to her. It's actually her second NFCA Player of the Week honor. She won another one on May 2nd, 2017. So she's been doing it for a long time, the junior has. And congratulations to her on earning that award. Nothing to be, nothing to sniff at, plain and simple. That's just awesome to see. All right, so there you have it. That is today's podcast. Thanks again for joining us. A reminder for you to please download the show, subscribe, rate, and review. Let us know if you ever have questions as well. Love to answer questions that listeners have. You can follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Locked On Cougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed is at Jacob C. Hatch. Would love to hear from you guys. If you do have questions you want to send in via email, you can do that by emailing us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. If you want to advertise to thousands of BYU fans, nation and even worldwide you also can send an email to lockedonbyu at gmail.com i'd be honored and privileged to be able to represent your brand or product would love to talk with you about it and see how we could help you out get the word out about your service or product whatever you have going let us know lockedonbyu at gmail.com more tomorrow probably talk about the safeties tomorrow i mentioned we talked a little bit about how the cornerbacks were deep this year well the safeties also quite deep for byu may get to that tomorrow also still working on some interviews from some big name potential NFL draftees former Cougars headed into the pro ranks we're still working on that so stay tuned for all that coming up this week on the Locked on Cougars podcast thanks again for joining us we'll catch you tomorrow this has been Locked on Cougars for April 17th 2019
to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.